0: Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized, on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said, done. You
1: actually kept the receipt since I. I I don't throw anything away, Your Honor. (laughs) Neither do I, you you and I are the, I need to see the original 1985 receipt. This is the original 1985 receipt. It's almost as old as my legal career. Let's go, 34 years old.
2: (laughs) This is the plaintiff, Karen Adir. She says she gave her very expensive piano to the defendant to sell on consignment. And he sold her piano all right, but never told her he sold it. He never told her how much he sold it for. She was supposed to get 80% of the sale price. And she's here suing him for the state max of $5,000 for the piano the defendant basically stole from her. This is the defendant, Rick Smith. He says the piano market in the U S is terrible. People are getting rid of pianos in record numbers. He has 600 for sale right now. A few years ago, someone put down a deposit on the plaintiff's piano. He sent her a good faith check of $2,000 and then the buyer backed out. He has invested two grand in the plaintiff's piano. He can't sell it and he's not giving her anything more until he does sell it one day, hopefully. He's accused of not tickling the ivories. All parties, please raise your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims. And have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Million in our forum, the People's Court. You see, to come to order, please.
3: Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor.
1: Thank you, Douglas. Yes, ma'am. Ms. Adir? Yes. You're suing the piano exchange represented here by Mr. Smith? Are you the owner? Yes. Okay. For five thousand dollars, the statutory maximum, because according to you, they sold your piano and didn't pay you uh, the right amount. All right. What happened here? You had a piano that had been in your family since when?
4: Actually, I bought the piano from Mr. Smith in 1985. Okay. And And you actually
1: kept the receipt since 19.
4: I, keep, I don't throw anything away, Your Honor.
1: Neither do I. You and, you and I are the, I need to see the original 1985 receipt. <laughs> this is the original 1985 receipt. It's almost as Mr. old as my legal career. Let's go. 34
4: years old. I was shocked to find it in my files, but there it was. <laughs> I love it. Um, I was living in Manhattan. Oh, at it's that... held
1: up well. Hold on. Sorry? Let me Sorry? hold on. Give her moment. Give me my <laughs> moment. It's held up well. All right, so go on. What uh, happened? Uh, I paid the 10500 It was a
4: Steinway 1923 Model M p- uh, grand piano. Finally, the kids left the nest. I was moving to an apartment. The kids were all in apartments. Nobody had room to take the piano. So I called Mr. Smith and I said, do you have any interest in selling my piano? I bought it from you. And he said, yes, absolutely. Give us $300 for the delivery and we will sell it on consignment. You will get 80%. We will keep 20%. I said, fine.
1: So then what happens? And that was when? In 2015? That was 20, 2015. OK.
4: So I would call occasionally and I'd say, hey, Rick, uh, what's doing with my piano? And he would say, oh, it's, it's slow now, but we're hoping it'll pick up over Christmas. And this went on and on and on. And finally, I called him and I said, you know, I have a friend who would like to buy the piano.
1: When did you do that?
4: In uh, 2018. OK. And then his voice changed a little bit. And he said, um, OK, I'm going to send you a check for $1,000. And I thought, well, why are you giving me a check for $1,000? Give me what I'm owed.
1: Wait, At, did he say he sold it? He,
4: he, he was very cagey, and he wouldn't say. And I said, can I see the invoice? Did you, wait, wait,
1: did you ask him? Did you sell it? Uh, yes. And what was his answer? His answer was yes. OK, yes. then that's okay. But I
4: never saw an invoice for okay. how much it sold but for. But he said,
1: yes, yes, I sold it. Yes. And then he sends you a check for $1,000 when? In May of 2018, and again
4: in September of 2018, after I called and called and called, I got $2,000 out of him.
1: Okay. so when he sends you the first check, did you say to him, how do I know this is the right amount? Give me? An invoice. An invoice. That's what I said. And what did he say? Oh, it's on my desk somewhere. I can't find it. Then what happens? He just says, I have no idea what I sold it for? Yes. Okay. did you sell the piano?
5: Well, the story is similar to what uh, Karen has just related to you. Uh, We sell pianos usually by first taking a deposit. We usually don't get paid all at one time. And we did get a deposit on the piano, $1,000. I was working with the fellow for quite a while, so I didn't want to say to Karen we sold the piano because that means she was expecting all the payment. Then I called this customer back. He was renovating his house. So I got another deposit, an additional deposit, of another $1,000, which I sent to Karen also two months later.
1: And then what happened? The person never bought the piano? We
5: never Where's finished. the piano? I have the piano. Oh, I you still. have the piano. I still have it. So what happened was that I didn't.
1: Did you know he had the piano? He can say he has the piano. What well, the no. There's, there's got, is there a serial number on your contract? Yes, there is. Do yes. you have any proof that you have the piano?
5: Yes, photographs I took and sent it. I have them here.
1: Can I see your photographs? Sure. Yeah, there has it or he doesn't. There's no, like, middle ground. Uh, your Honor, I... Is this where the serial number goes? I guess. That matches your contract.
4: Yes. But these, this is the first I've heard of this. I know! <laughs> Isn't this exciting? <laughs> Not as exciting as getting paid the money I'm on.
6: Welcome back to the People's Court. Harvey Levin here. Um, the defendant saying pianos are just... A relic now. They're not popular. Is that true?
1: Yes, I have a baby grand. I'm sitting on and and I still can't get rid of it.
6: What? Why? I mean,
1: oh, I, wh- I, I, I guess people aren't playing them like they used to.
6: Why would that be? Does anybody have an idea why that would be? You
1: got a on your phone. Huh? You got a piano on your phone.
6: So you think everything now is uh, is, uh, based on the phone and not based on because, uh, electronic. Yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah. Or there's keyboard keep- There are the uh, guitars are still popular.
7: Yeah, that's different. The guitar is easier to carry around. You can't carry around
6: on piano. I, I'm really done talking to you. I just want to look at that ice cream cone <laughs> because it looks so good going inside the courtroom.
1: If he has a piano and it looks like he does, then he's not a thief who pocketed your money. Uh, he's a guy who didn't even sell your piano, and you got two grand, and you got a piano.
4: I don't want the piano back. The oh, idea well, one... I'm sure you don't. That's exactly right. That's
1: right, but that you don't get to do that. You see, I, I because... That's not the agreement you entered into with him. Oh, here he, oh, that was clever. He took a, a, (laughs) he took the picture with the New York Times here so you know that it's in fact the piano. Just like a kidnapping victim. Just like a kidnapping victim. That's a little harsh. (laughs) That's a little harsh when we know you got two grand you weren't entitled to right now. That's kind of a harsh thing for you to say, but all right. So now what?
4: Um, Can I say one thing? Yeah this is a, pattern of behavior
1: on the part of the piano exchange lady you are crazy i know i, I no. you are come on now we know that the piano's there why Stop. Do i have to take him to court to find that out i, I don't actually that's a really good question <laughs> have you told her that you have the piano
5: no we haven't spoken in quite a while although well, what
1: did you tell her though at, at that time did you think you still had the sale going yes how did you misplace what the agreement was you had with that guy because that would have forestalled all of this if she had just seen what you sold it for
5: Well, not only did I misplace that, but I misplaced the original consignment agreement. Yeah,
1: maybe you need to have better record keeping. No question. But so did you, how much did you sell the piano for that, that, which sale did not go through?
5: $9,000.
1: $9,000. How do you know it was $9,000? I remember it. Was it in writing? Writing. And you lost it?
5: I didn't lose it. It's misplaced and it's still misplaced.
1: Oh, it's still misplaced below these 10 years later or whatever? Okay. two, two years. Four years later? One year. But if you know the details so well that you just told them to me. Why didn't you tell her that? You I know, don't remember
5: on. the conversation at all, but I'm sure that she spoke to me right. about it at length.
1: So it is what it is. We're done. Yeah. I don't know what you think is going to happen, but it's not going to happen, so uh, you can stop, uh, uh, Lisa, all right? No, not, no. You have your contract, and we're going to go by your contract. I understand. So what are our choices now? It seems to me it's what's behind door number one and door number two, which is you pick up the piano, which means you have to pay to pick up the piano, Yeah. and then just sell it yourself. I already paid to send it over to him. I know. But your contract says you got to pay coming and going if it doesn't sell. So pick up the, I don't know why you're rolling your eyes while I'm talking to you. Your Your piano didn't sell. So your rights are exactly what you negotiated. Not me, you. So what are your choices? Your choices are that if the piano doesn't sell, you pay to ship the piano back to you. And then it's your piano. However, you would have to return the $2,000. Choice number two. You leave your piano there and you try to see if he sells it. And you've already, you're already ahead of the game because you've already received $2,000. How do I have an
4: assurance, assurance in the future that when he sells the piano, I will be notified, I will be shown an invoice?
1: You are in the same position as anybody else who signs a consignment contract.
4: And who doesn't get satisfaction. Like this person who complained on the Better Business Bureau. I don't care.
2: Same exact thing. You have
1: people complaining he has 400 people saying he's great. I don't care about Yelp. I don't care about that stuff. I care about this. You gave him a piano. He has the piano. Ipso facto, the piano didn't sell. So your choices are what your contract says. And when you look at me and say, what guarantees do I have that'll keep me abreast of what's happening? You don't. So take the piano back. That's one of your choices. Take yeah. the piano back. You're right. What do you want to do? You want to take the piano back or you want to let it ride?
4: I might as well let it ride at this point. But I certainly hope that his business practices will be better in the future.
1: Well, and you know, uh, all eyes on you right now, right? Right. So, tis what it is. In terms of you coming in here and demanding the $5,000, what I'm going to do is I'm going to dismiss it without prejudice. Okay. That way, if a lawsuit bubbles up because you find out he sold it, where is the piano physically? Is it in a showroom?
5: Yes, it's in my shop.
1: Like in other words, if I came in off the street, would I be able to see the piano? Yes. Oh, well, you can visit your piano. It's, it, this is the risk that everybody who does a consignment contract has.
4: He did tell me at one point that I, I will pay you as soon as I sell some real estate. And I thought, He doesn't why? owe you any money i, I I'm, He's paid, why in fact, did
1: he not send, only that, he, he paid you $2,000 he shouldn't have paid you. I guess you would have had to pay her 1600 of that if you kept the guy's deposit, which you did. Like you didn't give the guy back two grand.
5: Oh, yes. I don't keep people's deposits.
1: You gave the guy the deposit back? I
5: still have the piano. Why wouldn't I give him back his deposit?
1: Because most deposits are non-refundable <sighs> by law unless you specifically say that they're refundable. Had you told him it was refundable?
5: I didn't say one way or the other because I have a very, uh, I've been in business 45 years in the same place. And I don't want to keep people's deposits. Okay. He may come back.
1: He may come back. I don't know. I think his piano playing days are over. (laughs) All right, guys. So dismiss without prejudice, um, and you pay her no money today. All right. Take care. Thank you.
3: Thank you. So, in effect, the plaintiff has lost the case. At least the case has been dismissed. Mr. Deer, what do you think?
4: I think I have the same amount of money that I had yesterday.
3: You're absolutely right.
4: That's right.
3: And Except I have, sir, you have $2,000 you really shouldn't have.
4: Well, I had $2,000 because he told me he sold the piano, and that's the last I heard. He never told me that the person backed out of selling it. When I said to him, where is the piano? He said, I will sell some real estate and pay you. And I said, why would I Maybe wait for that? Maybe he meant pianos day? by real no, estate. No, he right? meant
3: real estate. Well, you've learned the hard way. Anyway, it's, I, it's, I, it's, you know, it's I it's,
4: can still take him to court.
3: If yes, you can Smith without
4: prejudice. I yes, can still can. take him to court. Yes, you can. So let's hope he behaves a little better in the future. Okay. Thank you very much.
3: You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, Mr. Smith. I can step over here right now. You kind of sprung a surprise on her with, uh, with the picture. Good for you, though. Great evidence. Well, the right evidence is the right thing to do. I didn't realize the piano market was that bad. Is it
5: really? It is. It's been getting worse, believe it or not, for decades. Decades.
3: Any idea why?
5: Uh, Many reasons why. Do we have enough time to tell you all? No, I don't. (laughs) Okay, I'll tell you all the
3: reasons. (laughs) All right, well, we'll do that some other time.
5: lately, it's it's smartphones are more important than
6: pianos.
3: Yeah. Well, thank you very much. Good luck to you. Thank you. Okay? Thank you. All right.
6: Harvey? So um, without prejudice, so what, something the judge mentioned means that the plaintiff can refile this case, but it was filed prematurely, uh, so she has to wait to see if the defendant actually ends up selling it and not giving her her cut. And that will do it for this case litigants for the next case on the way into the courtroom right
0: now. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner that gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly. Easier said,
2: done. This is the plaintiff, Christine Sir. She says the careless defendant broke her sliding glass door when he was doing some landscaping at her house, and he refuses to pay her for the cost of her shattered door. This guy's given her the royal runaround for almost six months now. She's lost her patience and is suing the irresponsible guy for the $2,500 she's now owed. <laughs> This is the defendant Christian. He says he has no idea if a rock or something flew into the plaintiff's door, but for good customer service, he said he fixed the broken door. He agreed to replace the broken glass, but the woman's now suing him for an entirely new and better door, and he's not willing to pay for that. So here they are. He's accused of cracking up a customer.
5: All parties, please raise your right hands.
6: Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case in the docket. The plaintiff says the defendant broke her sliding glass See, door judge, when man. he was we landscaping her house. But the defendant says a rock may have kicked up and he even agreed to pay for the door. But then she started gouging him. It's the case of Love Me Like a Rock.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You welcome Christine, in. sir? Yes, ma'am. You are suing Christian. You've asked me referred to only as Christian, you, uh, who was doing lawn work at your house, landscaping work. Yes. For $2,500, because according to you, during that work, uh, he or one of his employees broke a sliding glass door. Yes. How did they break it? Do you know?
7: I don't really know. My husband and I were both home at the time. I was downstairs. And I heard a bang, but at first I thought they maybe just banged into the house. And then when my husband walked past the room that looks out onto the back of the house, he saw that the glass had been shattered in the door. Um,
1: who did it?
8: Okay, so I actually was in the front yard when it happened. So my friend was there with me. So he was in the backyard with the uh, the weed whacker in the corner. And then he turned around? He didn't see it happen. We're just assuming it happened from the weed whacker. Which oh,
1: you mean like a rock kicked up or something? That's
8: what we're assuming, yes.
1: Okay. So what is his response when your husband brings it to his attention? He was very apologetic. And, okay. um, you know, what, who we Who is had, a lady who keeps whacking you and handing <laughs> you things? Who is
8: that? That's <laughs> um, uh, my mother. mother. You're his mother. Okay. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. You whack away, yes. sweetheart. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, he was apologetic.
7: And we did a quick Google search just to find out how much it would be to, to put glass in the door. So we offered, um, if you just take $400 off of the landscaping bill, we would be fine. But he
1: declined that and he said that he would fix it. Okay. So. Did they offer just take $400 off the bill? Why do you keep answering? You weren't there. Okay, I mean, I understand the the feeling like they can't do anything for themselves. I totally get it, but let the man talk, and then if there's something you feel you can add that you're an actual witness to, I'll hear from you. Go ahead.
8: So I don't actually recall um, them willing to accept $400. I really just want to do the right thing for them. I didn't want them to be inconvenienced at all.
7: Okay, And so I
8: made the deposit that day as well.
7: Right, and then what happened? It just took too long? Well, he told us that he had put a deposit down. It said it would Can be, I see
1: the, the original receipt for the deposit and everything? Sure.
7: Um, he said it would be a few weeks, so I waited a few weeks and then contacted him. What day did you say it happened? was June
1: 1st that it was okay. broken. Okay, on June 3rd, he came in and ordered a thermal unit for your door. Due to the circumstances beyond our control, the supplier was delayed delivering this glass. We were told that there were problems with the tempering plant. You picked the wrong place. As soon as we received the glass, we informed Christian. Please be aware that Christian did everything in his power to take care of the prop. Are these people family? The Glass people?
8: They referred them to me.
1: Who referred them?
8: The husband came out with the number. These
1: are people you referred him. Oh, yeah. We gave him a number because he tried glass.
7: I don't know the number. We had tried. He tried to So they're not
1: like friends with him. They're they're your reference. They're not really ours either. Okay. No, I know. As soon as we... But in other words, they're not covering for him is what I'm saying. As soon as we received the glass, we informed Christian. Please be aware that Christian did everything in his power to take care of the problem. He's responsible for payment of the glass because the order did come in. We will expedite the installation of the glass and it can be installed as early as tomorrow. And so, were you in communication with him and was he telling you I'm sorry that I tried the- one time after I waited the 15 he
7: said 10 to 15 days initially. I contacted him and he he did apologize for the delay and said it would be the following week. I waited two more weeks and texted him again and then there was no response from him.
1: So at that point, is I did that it, accurate? You so I
8: never said 10 to 15 days. I said between four and six weeks is what they told me.
1: Do you have the text? Do either of you have the text? You're I have all the text. To? To? Uh, can yeah. I see them actually in your phone? Yeah.
8: You Need it from my phone as well, or?
1: Yeah, I don't know how you can work with your mother whacking you and hitting me on stuff. Okay, just relax. He's doing a bang up job. Just take a deep breath and let the man be a man. Just trust me. Okay. <laughs> And I judge you only because I am you. (laughs) I do the same thing, but seriously. It's so much easier to see when it's not your kid. Hold on. Okay. So she waits a few weeks. It's June 24th. She texts you and says, what's the status? Hi, Christina, I apologize for the delay. There was a delay in the warehouse manufacturing the tempered glass. The glass finally came in. This is on August 14th, which is a month and five days after she texted you. So why didn't you answer? See, this this is what we like to call in the business the anatomy of a lawsuit. This is when that lawsuit was born, when you ignored her. You were all about customer service until that point in time. Then you ignored her and then you got a lawsuit delivered to your steps. And then all of a sudden, ah, oh, sorry about the delay. Uh, I'll come over to your house now. You know, I mean, by then it was too late. Why didn't you just call So her? I did
8: reach out to her with the phone call okay. from the house phone.
6: Okay. So if the uh, weed whacker kicked up a rock that went into the gl- sliding glass door, is the landscaper responsible?
3: Absolutely, the guy should be looking if there's any rocks on the ground or not. Is
6: that reasonable to look for rocks that might get kicked up? Right. Um, yes. Looks like... I mean, when you're allowed, la- because you're you're going through a large area, and you've got to look for every rock to make sure that the weed whacker doesn't kick it up.
7: Yeah, you should it's because it's your part of your work. You should be responsible. You should be. It's accountable. It's it's the it's the it's the it's lo- The landscaper
6: is it's your spot. Okay. Okay. We'll see. Going inside the courtroom.
1: How much was your lawsuit for? Um, for 2500 Okay. How did it go from, well, except 400 mm-hmm. a week ago to it's now 2400
7: Well, as we prepared for a small claims court, we had two people come in and give estimates, and both places told us that the glass can't be just replaced into the door because it was a double pane door. But yeah. even at the time, I, I said we had estimates that
1: would cost okay, much more to fix show me in writing it. a glass company yeah. that said that the glass can't be repaired. All right. Yeah, that's what this gentleman says. Says you have to replace the whole thing. After careful inspection, the glass panes cannot be replaced, causing the need for a whole new door. Why? Why though? That's because what I'm asking. The, the nature of the door is double pane. Yeah, somebody's going to have yeah. to explain something more than that. You, you've come into court asking for like, you know, five times what the original amount was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to have to press you on this mm-hmm. because typically speaking, you can replace a double pane thermal window. They, that's why there's a manufacturer who makes them. They don't make them to put them on their head and spin them. They make them to put them into sliding glass doors. Mm-hmm. So this doesn't make sense to me. You had said that you had two people saying that, two different people saying that. Did I had have another one person saying it in two estimates yeah. to repair. Okay. Do you have a picture of the door? I do. Yeah. So this is the sliding glass door that we're talking mm-hmm. about? Yes. Okay. How old is that sliding glass door? Uh, at least 10 years old. Oh, it's more than that. How did you guys get this job? Is this your business, or are you no, kind of doing do it on this the side? No, I just do the
8: summertime, yeah.
1: How did you find them?
7: I just was doing a Google search. And he had good reviews.
1: That his mother wrote? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. All right, folks, I think he tried to do the right thing. I think the right thing took longer than you expected it to. If your husband saw that he went to the place your husband sent them to. I'm not quite sure why you or your husband didn't just call to verify that it had been ordered, that it had been ordered in a timely basis, and that it was coming in, because it's always so much easier not to uh, file a lawsuit, um, because by now you would have already had the window, you know, everything taken care of. Who's supposedly going to take the sliding glass door out of its pocket and take it over there in order for the glass to be replaced?
8: It just comes out very easily. just pop it out very easily. So me and her husband did it together. Okay. And then I just that, put it in the trailer that, and just... And
1: that's how you took it to the place to get the estimate? Yes. Then you brought it back, then you reinstalled it, and then that was the plan on how you would get the glass fixed, correct? Yes. Okay. Basically, what we have is this. We have a settlement that you guys reach on the spot where he agrees to do a certain thing, which is what you asked. Mm-hmm. And he has done everything, including go to the place your husband referred him to. And it just took longer than you liked, but he didn't breach your agreement. He didn't even pick the place. It's not like he was trying to save money by going to his, you know, cousin Cheo's place. So I can't look at him and say he has violated the agreement. Therefore, he has to pay five times as much. Okay. So here's what is going to happen. Uh, If you want your glass replaced, then you are going to have to abide by the original agreement. And you are going to have to pay those people because I don't think you've paid the rest of it because you didn't because this happened, right? Yes. And I don't know whether now you would like him to be involved in taking the door over there, or you would rather he not be involved. He seems like a perfectly safe gentleman. It's fine gentleman. with me. I mean, I think communication was the piece. Of, of when... course it was. Of course it was. Now, he mm-hmm. says he called you. Whenever you're in a, uh, a disagreement with somebody, it is always best to create a paper trail by having things in writing communication is the key. All right, so what we're going to do is I'm going to order that you continue with your agreement that had been reached because I do not find that he breached it in any way. And since you're telling me that it's it's all right, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm going to order you before you leave my courthouse, I want the two of you with officer McIntosh to contact the glass place and figure out a day when this is going to be done and resolved. Okay? Okay. All right, that's mm-hmm. my verdict. That's fine, good luck, man. folks. Okay. Well, good luck.
3: So, the plaintiff does prevail, but she 's going to have to live to uh agree with her original agreement with you guys, that was for the four hundred bucks uh you okay with the judge yeah I think I
8: think it 's a fair decision yeah i 'm fine with it yeah yeah i 'm happy with the outcome.
3: Are you still doing the gardening now?
8: So it was just for the summertime Okay. Yep.
3: all right Thank you very much for your contributions <laughs> okay <laughs> thank you. all right, good enough, thank you very much. Right, good you. enough, okay. Christian. all right, thank you, all right, Miss sir. Miss Sir, sounds kind of funny, doesn't it? What do you think of what the judge decided?
7: Oh, it's fair. If if he would have communicated along, we were happy with him replacing the door, and that's the goal was to get the door fixed.
3: Okay. All right. Well, good enough. Hope it works out. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Harvey?
6: Well, look, I mean, I disagree with all these folks. Um, I don't think it's negligent. Um, th- you know, you're doing your job and there are going to be rocks there. And it's kind of a, an assumption of risk almost. The reason why the landscaper was responsible is because there was an agreement to pay. And that will do it for this case litigants for the next case of the way into the courtroom right now.
2: This is the plaintiff, Williams Awusu. he said. He came home one day to a pow-pow sound in his apartment, and when he opened the door, he saw what it was, a leak from his ceiling directly onto a 60-inch smart TV. That offended his landlord says, there's nothing he could do about it. His TV was ruined, and he's here in the name of justice, seeking the $1,087.62 he's rightfully owed. This is the defendant, Garrett Metcalf, legal counsel for the landlord. He says the plaintiff's TV is seven years old, and from a legal standpoint, it's worth nothing. The plaintiff can't even prove there was a leak to begin with. Based on the valueless TV and no proof there was a leak, the plaintiff has nothing to sue for, and he will not win his case today. He's accused of not reimbursing a tenant. The defendant has found a camera shoot for $1,500 for malicious prosecution. All parties,
5: please raise your right
6: hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says there was a leak in his ceiling uh, and the water damaged his 60-inch TV, in fact, ruined it. But the landlord says, not his problem. It's the case of you are well, such a drip.
1: Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, man. Mr. Owusu.
6: Yes, ma'am.
1: Okay, you are suing the management company that is being represented by Mr. Metcalf. Now, you happen to be an attorney, correct? Correct. But you're here to testify as a custodian of records, or you have power of attorney for whoever is actually the owner of that building. Correct. All right. You're suing them for $1,087.62, a cost that you say of a TV that was ruined because of a leak, and you have a counterclaim against it for $1,500 for malicious prosecution. Okay. Let me hear from you.
9: The one uh, Tuesday, I'm coming from dialysis. When I open my door, I hear the noise, pow, pow, pow. The time I go and check in, the water coming from the roofing. It hit my TV.
1: Okay, you live in an apartment?
9: The studio, but it's apartment. I'm living fifth floor. So you're on the
1: fifth floor, and there's floors above you? Sixth floor. Okay, go Mm. on.
9: I saw the TV, the water. It coming from the roofing. you go to my TV. I turned the TV. When you
1: say roof, you mean ceiling, right? Oh,
9: ceiling, yeah, Yeah. I'm sorry. Stealing. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to call the super. The super is not there, I call the wife. Uh, the wife come and check, I call one guy, the guy from Africa, the guy, another one from Puerto Rico, the Puerto Rico guy tell me, take the pictures. Wait, wait,
1: wait, they have an African and Puerto Rican what?
9: For the evidence.
1: Are you mean your neighbors? Is that what you're saying?
9: Li- he's uh, living in another apartment. It's okay, my neighbor. Okay, a
1: neighbor. Okay, mm-hmm. go on.
9: And another uh, Puerto Rico is my neighbor. Okay, he so come and grab watch it.
1: Africa, Puerto Rico, <laughs> yeah. and what? He
9: come and watch it for okay, the evidence. Okay, are they here to yeah. testify? No, the guy tell me.
1: Okay, do you have an affidavit from them, a statement?
9: No, I don't Okay, have
1: it. so it, you see the leaking, and what happens? What do you do?
9: I go and call the superwife. The superwife right, is there. And she says
1: he's not available.
9: The superwife, super he go to the Cicero. He come and tell me. Uh, the lady living the sixth floor, the water coming from uh, the air conditioning. That's why he say. That time the super, uh, the super wife called the super. Okay. The, the super coming my house. Okay. He come and watch He take the pictures. The super took pictures. Uh, took the pictures.
1: Okay. Do you have the pictures from the super?
9: I have uh, three pictures. that May I, sent I see them? Him.
1: Did you take pictures?
9: I um, took take the picture, too. The Puerto Rico guy took the picture. Puerto Rico
1: guy took that uh, lead it it to the Puerto Rican. Take. Okay.
10: May I just note on the third picture, he has an air conditioning unit. That's right by the television.
1: That's about four feet away. Order. Order. And if it dripped, it would drip down here. It wouldn't <laughs> magically drip like this on this TV. Oh, wow. Is that the bubble on the ceiling?
9: The bubble in the ceiling.
1: What's this a picture
9: of? That's a super. He's trying okay. to come and fix
1: it. So this is a super. He's on a ladder. And what's he looking at up there?
9: The water coming from, there's some water coming from the window. Some water coming from the bubble. That bubble one go to my TV.
1: Oh, I see the bubble. Yeah, There's the bubble right yeah. on top of your TV. Yeah,
9: that one go to my TV is. Right.
1: But why is he checking by the window? Where does he think the water's the, coming the, from?
9: The water coming from everywhere. The damage, if you. Where's the
1: super? Is he here?
9: No. Super's not here.
1: Okay, who's the gentleman you brought?
10: He's an expert witness uh, for uh, what? On the valuation of all the damages about him mitigating and uh, Just things. about the
1: TV? <clears throat> the, that, how, uh, TV,
10: are the you mitigation?
1: The, do you sell TVs? Come on up. What no, do you no, do? No, Your
10: Honor, I'm an accountant.
1: You're an accountant? Gotta yes. see. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, <laughs> so go ahead. Did anybody determine where the leak came from?
10: The
9: Super, tell me. The water coming from the, the lady air condition.
1: From the lady's air condition.
9: Yeah, that's what the super tell me. The management tell me, why you don't see the lady? I say, I'm a Christian. I serve the uh, Almighty God. I don't okay. see by my eyes that uh, water coming from the lady's house. Why can I okay. see the lady? Okay. The only thing I know, the water coming from the roofing. Okay. It go to my TV. Okay. The manager called me. He said, William, come into my office. Come and take 500. The manager
1: offered you $500? He
9: said, you want to give me $500? You didn't take it? I said, it's insult.
1: What? How is it an insult? The TV's how old?
9: Because the TV is four, uh,
1: four years old. Four years
9: old. I said, if you think the TV, I don't need money from you. I need the TV. If you think the TV is $500, buy t- that TV for me. That's <laughs> what, yeah. That, I just need a TV.
1: I don't need the money. I would have then gone out and bought him a, a four-year-old TV and saved some of that $500. <laughs> Oh Lord, let me hear from you.
10: Well, there, there's two issues. He didn't have renter's insurance, so this was a problem that could have easily been solved if he just did the cheap option, which is simply buying renter's insurance. Right, Along, but when someone
1: doesn't have insurance, it's my job to figure out who's actually at fault. So
10: I understand. Yeah. Well, so the so what's the standard of proof? he has to have a standard of proof of gross negligence. But this could have been- Why?
1: Why can't it just be that uh, your company doesn't repair its pipes?
10: Well, I have government records uh, from HPD that show that there were no violations in the apartment, and he could have done two things, which would have solved this problem. He could have- a taking the money as he s- swore with this one statement and he could have filed what's called an HP action but i don't think that What's
1: an HP action?
10: Well, an HP action is basically when the tenant would sue the landlord for repairs and damages and then they would go in and they would see that there are violations. He's called 311. Okay,
1: stop. You're like mixing five or 10 different things at once. It's very simple. Either it's the management's fault or it's not the management's fault. Mm-hmm. So there is a super who made a repair. Where is the super? Is he here to testify?
10: No, I'm. Sp- I'm going to affirm based on the conversations I've had with the super, based on conversations I've had with the managing agent. Yeah, do we have a statement
1: not- from the super? No,
10: we have. We have a government record that shows that there's no violations what in his What does that have
1: to do with anything? You could have a place that has no violations and have a busted pipe that belongs to the common area, and then you would owe him because it's a pipe that belongs to the common area.
10: Well, also, you oh, we don't stand even stand up, accountant.
1: We- Tell me what you're here about. Can, 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 I, can I just add something, though? Hold we don't even know. In a minute. Go ahead.
10: Your Honor, forgive the rudimentary nature of the tables I created, but I you just- You created tables? Yes, I we did. Have, We have graphs.
1: For cat. a used TV, you created tables.
10: They're very simple. They took no time at all.
1: Now, you have brought me an accountant because you think I'm so stupid I don't know how to value an old TV.
10: No,
2: no. So go ahead. Let no. me see
1: the graphs. Let me see the graphs. Well, no, it's fun for me. I got you. Because I want to see how science, I mean, this would be more scientific, I guess. Oh, look at what you did.
10: Well, if you look at the patterns on the graph, okay, the TV was very high at one point Wait, wait, point you be value. quiet.
6: I want to hear from your expert. Go. <laughs> Go ahead. So, is the landlord responsible for this
3: damage? I think so. If he was made aware of it, yes. If he was not made aware of it, then... I would I would think not.
6: You know what? That's about as good an analysis as I could expect going inside the courtroom. There's really nothing to explain other than Of course than not.
10: <laughs> after 1 year on a general warranty, 2 years on an extended warranty,
1: third line that's that missing is 5, five years, years for of which whatever I have a
3: supplementary document just hey. for the
1: Well, we could do that or we could go online and see what that TV costs today if someone were to buy it in the used market, which is the exact definition of the value at the time of the loss. It's what you would get if you sold it, all right? In any event, let's talk about the actual liability. Your side is in the unique position of being able to investigate and figure out and testify to me as to what caused the leak. I got nothing from the super to tell me what the leak would cause a leak?
10: Well, Your Honor, based on um, records by the housing preservation development, okay, once again, there are I don't, no violations, no I leaks. Mean, do you no understand
1: leaks? that a violation and a I, leak are two different things? I
10: understand. They, they inspect and there's also... They inspect H- how often? And let me tell you something. They
1: inspect how often?
10: They inspect whenever there's an HP proceeding.
1: Okay, so you're suggesting that he should have filed against you? He was nice enough not to file a housing violation, which a retaliatory guy might do, all right? Then how am I supposed to determine what caused the leak?
10: Actually, it would have actually been probably a good thing that he filed an HP Are proceeding. you a litigator? Yes, I am, Your Honor. And hey, the, come on, man. Look, I'm telling you. All right, you, no, seriously. Well, uh, well, right. Okay, can I explain? I mean, if
1: you're a litigator, you know that what you're telling me is, makes no sense. There's a leak. Is it caused by you or is it caused by another tenant? I don't understand. What Your am Honor, I supposed to determine caused that leak?
10: All we have is that proof that there was a television there one day. Really? What do you see on top of the TV? I see a little hole, but I mean... I'm
1: going to ask you to do me a favor. No, 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 no. Walk over to the TV. I need you to walk over to that screen. Do you see the ceiling, a bubble that is consistent with water damage?
10: I don't see water damage. Okay.
1: And there is none so (laughs) blind as he who will not see (laughs) I've had water damage. I know how it bubbles, and I know how it looks. But worse than that, you're an officer of the court. You have spoken to the super, and you know that there was water damage.
10: No, I'm saying he, it's his standard of proof to show that, there were, that we were grossly yeah. negligent. Yeah,
1: where did you get that idea that he needs to show gross negligence? Where do you get your law? Because that's not the standard.
10: Yeah, if you're going to no, go bypass rentals insurance. Negligence,
1: negligence. There's no insurance in this case. I find you guys liable. The question is, what is it worth? Is it worth the 1087 and 62 No.
10: Your Honor, may I just No, those? you may you
1: should... not. Thank you for the graphs. Um seriously, the value of this thing is infinitely less than the $500 that the manager offered you. You should have taken the $500. When I go online to and shop for this model of TV, it's only worth $225. So, if you had taken the $500, you would be better off. You should have taken the $500. <laughs> no.
9: I'm sorry to no, say that. No, there's no I'm
1: sorry. I'm sorry.
9: It, it, it tried to, it tried to. Your Honor, Why? there's no reason okay. to buy insurance Stop. anymore. Nobody's talking to no you.
1: Nobody's talking to you. You keep saying nonsensical things. You can't talk over the judge.
10: You're Liability. you precedent that it will if you, be unlimited if you, life. If you,
1: if you do that again, we're oh, going to have a problem. Do you seriously think that it is an answer in a lawsuit to keep saying, he said about insurance. You're a lawyer. That's the kind of thing non-lawyers say. You know that that has nothing to do with this. All he has to do is show that it's your fault. He's gotta be able to persuade me that it's the fault of the owner of the building. See, only one person knows, and that's the super who you don't bring. Okay, now you have a counterclaim against him for $1,500 for malicious prosecution, First of all, malicious prosecution is for criminal cases, and we don't have a criminal case. He didn't file a criminal case against you, so I guess you mean abusive process. And abusive process, you would have to show that it was being malicious. I'm looking at the darn lump on the ceiling. So then, why are you filing a $1,500 malicious prosecution against?
10: him? Okay, so what it is is actually a retaliatory lawsuit because. Basically, what happened is we've had two prior non-payment cases where he's not paid his rent, and we've gotten final judgments with warrants issued against him.
1: When did those two happen, before or after this leak?
10: This this happened prior to the supposed leak.
1: Okay, so then what you're saying is that he's suing you Mm -hmm. for that leak that both you and I are looking at with our eyeballs in order to retaliate against you for non-payment of rent stuff. It could be for retaliation like you're saying, or it could be because there's a darn leak that we're both looking at with our eyeballs, right? Looks to me like he's doing because the darn TV broke after a leak. It doesn't look to me like retaliatory. So on your counterclaim, zero. On your claim against them, I have found this on several sites, that sell used TV for $225. And that's all I can award you, because that's the value of the depreciated TV. And I was able to figure that out all on my own. (laughs) Good luck, gentlemen.
9: All right. Thank you so much.
3: So the plaintiff does win, but he doesn't get what he was seeking. Mr. Metcalf, quick question. I can't believe you're a lawyer and you're talking back to the judge the way you were. Wow. Oh, I apologize. But uh, no, I just have to No kidding. S- you <laughs> I have it made me look
2: stupid, you know?
3: Well,
10: I would have to say that I'm just glad that I got a fair f- hearing. And uh, the people uh, chose Judge Marilyn to give us a fair hearing. And I believe the people have spoken. And I think that you made a wise decision.
3: Get it off your chest. Okay. Very good. Thank you very much. Unbelievable. (laughs) I feel sorry for you. You know, I really feel sorry for you. I was hoping you'd get enough to, but maybe you can replace that TV. Here's (laughs) to to, this way for the $225 the judge says they're selling for now. Yeah. I don't
9: have any choice because that's the judge. You know the better.
3: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, you go out and get another TV. All right. You're going to get enough to buy one. Okay. No problem. Okay. Good luck to you you too. Thank you very much. God bless you.
6: (laughs) Good luck. Harvey? Okay, this gentleman is right. Put
0: the landlord on notice, and then they're going to be responsible. Hi, this is Andy Katz, host of March Madness 365, presented by Grammarly. This week on the podcast, listen as we break down the latest AP poll and give you insights on my updated Power 36. Listen to March Madness 365 with Andy Katz, presented by Grammarly, wherever you get your podcasts. Grammarly is a secure AI writing partner, gives your team an instant first draft in a few clicks, not a few hours. Companies that use Grammarly save an average of 19 days per employee per year. Grammarly works seamlessly across 500,000 apps and websites. Get personalized on-brand writing help everywhere your team works. Learn what better writing can do for your company at Grammarly.com. Grammarly, easier said, done.